Welcome to the Grow Love Live podcast, weekly content and conversations aimed to inspire and equip you to grow in the gospel, love like family, and live on mission in the everyday stuff of life. Hi, Dom. Hey, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) Just seeing if I was listening. (laughs) Yes, yes. Dude, we're back. Back in studio. So good. It is so good to be here. So good. Just love this music just... I get pumped every time I hear those drums. Dude. Dude, 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 dude. dude I need dude. more Roto Toms in my life. Yeah. Just file save that. There's something about those Toms. It just gets me fired up. Let's go. Okay, Dom, uh, have you heard the news? <sighs> kind of tragic. <laughs> dude, crazy headline. Okay, check this out. Man, 91, dies waiting for the will of God. Man, awful. Check this out. Walter Houston, described by family members as a devoted Christian, died Monday after waiting 70 years for God to give him clear direction about what to do with his life. He hung around the house and prayed a lot, but just never got that confirmation, his wife Ruby says. Sometimes he thought he heard God's voice, but then he wouldn't be sure, and he'd start the process all over again. Houston, she says, never really figured out what his life was about, but felt content to pray continuously about what he might do for the Lord. Whenever he was about to take action, he would pull back because, quote, he didn't want to disappoint God or go against him in any way. Hmm. Ruby says he was very sensitive to always remaining in God's will. That was primary to him. Friends say they liked Walter, though he seemed not to capitalize on his talents. Someone said, Walter had a number of skills he never got around to using. His longtime friend, Timothy Byrne, said, he worked very well with wood and had a storyteller side to him, too. I always told him, take a risk. Try something new if you're, if you're not happy. But he was too afraid of letting the Lord down. But to his credit, they say Houston, who worked mostly as a handyman, was able to pay off the mortgage on the couple's modest home. Faithful guy. 70 years. <laughs> Great story. Yikes. <laughs> uh, I, uh, yeah, so f- listeners, we are t- um, talking through this topic today of discovering God's will. Do you know what God's will is? Dude. Is, is it God's will that we do this podcast right now? I, I don't uh, know. Hold I'm on. Sure. I'm going to, f- let's wait for a liver shiver. <laughs> <laughs> God's will. Oh, the mystery, the, uh, the elusive nature to God's will. I was also looking on Babylon B to see if they had anything on God's will, and I found a couple headlines were awesome. Discover God's will for your life with this one weird trick. Okay. (laughs) Let's find out what it is here. Drum roll, please. Oh, here it is. Read your Bible. (laughs) (laughs) That's one. Uh, Oh, here's another one. Uh, I don't know. God working on backup plan to accomplish his will just in case Trump doesn't get reelected. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Okay, so this is an important topic. What is God's will? How do we find God's will? How do we stay in God's will? Dom, you and I are in ministry. We've been doing this for a number of years, and we will typically get the question asked, you know, how do I find God's will and stay in God's will? Have you been asked that question? Once or twice, yes. (laughs) And I'm sure I've asked that question myself. A hundred percent. Yes, this is not, it's it's one of those questions that everybody has, everybody inside the church, outside the church, what's God's will? Can we find it? Can we, how do we discover it? And then there's a, a whole plethora of answers. 
mm-hmm. with that too. And so what we want to do in today's episode is just talk through how do we navigate and discover what God's will is? What is, what do we even mean by that? What are we asking? And so Dom, I'll just loft it to you first. Uh, where do we start when we, uh, when we start with this question, how do I find God's will and stay in God's will? Where do we even begin? Well, one, Shout out to Kevin DeYoung for the story of the headline. What's up, Kevin? What's up, Kay Young? Um, to, I think, like to lay the foundation of that, when that question's asked most of the time, it comes from a place of like fear. Mm. Usually that's where it's confronted when I find people. Um, they're asking from a place of like, not like, I'm really excited to find and discover God's will for my life. And it's more of like, I don't want to misstep because if I do this, God's going to smite me Hmm. right now. Like if I go to this school instead of this school, I, I just don't want to ruin my life for the next 20 (laughs) years. You know what I mean? Like if I'm supposed to go to San Diego state instead of San Diego, like the San Marcos Hmm. campus, uh, I'll just get the wrong friends and the wrong degree, you know? And it's like, not to be trivial or like with those are real concerns, but it's a place of fear instead of like, yeah. God's with me. I'm in him. He's in me. Hmm. And now there's freedom in that. And so starting with it, you know, the Babylon B article, read the Bible, uh, <laughs> you know, the, read your Bible. the number one thing I think well, like God's will is like, we go to like Jeremiah 29, 11. Ooh, it's on every plaque and card for graduates and t-shirts and t-shirt, bumper stickers yeah. and you know, I missed the train on that. I should have come out with a whole merch line with <laughs> what would that merch line J look like? two twenty nine eleven J. I don't know. It's the twenty nine eleven plan. <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's what my plan should have been. Should have been the twenty nine eleven plan. Dude, Dude there's still time. Yeah, there's still time. God, is that your will? <laughs> <laughs> Tell us, Lord. So you know, I know the plans I have for you. Declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you. Plans to give you hope in a future. Mm. So it's like, man, I'm yes. clinging to that verse. God, what's your will? I know your will is to give me hope and a future and plans to prosper me and not harm me. And so Hmm. that's cool. I know that about you, but now what, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's important to, I think, break this topic down. So if, okay, if someone were to ask you or me, like, how do I find God's will and stay in God's will? One of the first questions that I would begin with, or one of the clarifying questions would be like, what do you, what do you mean by will? Mm. Let's, let's start there and just define will. Are we, cause I think what typically what someone's asking about is like, what is God's plan? When they think of God's will, they want to have his, his God's plan. plan. Yeah. God's plan. <laughs> Are you going to play that song? Um, no. Okay. Maybe good. Sunday. God's okay. <laughs> yeah, plan. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but we think, okay, I'm looking for a plan. Lord, give me, I need the play-by-play. Like, where do I live? What job do I take? Who do I date? Who do I marry? Uh, how many kids do we have? What, you know, what do we name our kids? What friends do we have? I mean, all of those decisions, those tactical decisions that we make all day long and throughout our lives. Hopefully we don't make the question or... Who do I marry? After we get married, we don't make that yeah that no. decision over that's, again. Yeah, that's, okay. that's final. <laughs> Unless you're doing that thing like, dude, every day I, sh- I choose you. I cho- <laughs> <laughs> every day. That's romantic. Okay. But I think typically what we mean by will is plan. Give me the play-by-play. I want to see it. I want to see the blueprint because, and there's, there's a lot of different reasons why we want that. Because I think what you said, I think, I heard you say, uh, there's fear. 
What if I choose the wrong thing? Right. And do you think that comes from a misunderstanding of who God is or an accurate understanding or what? Well, I think it's a misunderstanding and some of this, what we talk about, like the murkiness of old and new Testament, old new covenant. Mm. Uh, like we're looking for the play by play. So, you know, if you look at like Israel, it's like, God, where's the pillar of fire? We're trying to just follow that pillow of fire. Oh, there it is. Walk in that direction. God, we're <laughs> looking for the cloud. Like, where is that? Okay, there it is. Go that way. And then now mm-hmm. in the new, like, where's the fire? Where's the cloud? <laughs> we don't have the fire, or the cloud anymore. So, you know, it's like, we've talked about like the decoder ring that you got in like Cracker Jack box or whatever. It's mm-hmm. like, you're, you don't want to misstep. Like you're, you're looking for the X on the map and you're like, is this the route that I should take? Like, is this the way that you've designed my whole life to go? And if I go left and I was supposed to go right, Oof. man, like. Do, is there Smited. a re, is there a redo button, God? Like you know, am I in sin now? You know, the, yeah. I think there's those kinds of feelings of I want to know God's will so that I don't misstep in life. Yeah, and and maybe sometimes that's I want to you know go the path of least resistance. I want to avoid the most um, hardship that I can to like clearly like sickness isn't your plan. So how do I go about that? So I don't get sick Mm. or clearly like being unemployed is not the route. So where do I go get the best job? You you know what I'm saying? And that it's so sometimes it, at least with people that I've met with over the last couple of decades in ministry of just, it's usually rooted in that. Now that's not everybody. And so listener mail, you know, you can chime (laughs) in and fact check. Um, That's not me. Yeah. But, but by and large, I think there's a sense of there's a right plan and there's a wrong plan. So it's, there's, yeah, it's binary, it's binary. There's nothing in between. And God clearly said like his plan is to prosper, not harm me. So if there's harm, I must be out of God's will. And mm. so I don't want to walk that again. Cause I must've been in sin or I must've been confused or, you know, it was a bad burrito instead of like the Holy <laughs> spirit speaking to me. So now I'm out of step with God and now I want to get back into rightness with him. Yeah. <laughs> I love the burritos. I mean, at, at best case scenario, it is this, we really do want to please God. We really do want to make the right decision because we want our lives to, to be used by him, for him. Um, so that comes from, I mean, best case scenario, there's a, a great, you know, great motivation that is there um, below the surface. And so, I mean, worst case is just like, man, I, I'm putting it all on me to make my life count. And it's, it's, uh, it, we see ourselves as like the God of the universe and we need to control all the, the variables and all the decision making. And it comes down to us and, you know, we are the, the masters of our own universe. So, uh, and there's probably a lot of different other nuances to that as well. Uh, yeah. So I think, you know, when we start, uh, understanding God's will, um, if we back up a little bit, back up and and think of God's will not as okay a specific plan for my life but more of like okay like think about God's will as uh I think about a will that we would write mm. you know like hey if we have a will like when we when we die we pass away what do we leave to other people and I think God in many ways has created a will don't play on words here for us that that we know what and who like what we're inheriting and who we are and uh, and I think that's where I would, would be, would begin was like, before you get down to the tactics and navigating all of the decision tree and all of the different factors, you have to understand capital W will mm. God's will for you is ultimately it is Jesus Christ. Mm. It is Jesus Christ. I mean, I think 
we need to start by understanding that the way that the New Testament writers, and we could get into some of these examples, uh, the way that the New Testament writers most often describe God's will is essentially to trust Jesus, to walk by faith, walk by faith in the finished work of Christ. And we've talked in previous episodes about the new covenant. And so I would say God's will is the new covenant, <laughs> to live in it, to experience all of the, the, the blessings, the benefits that God has provided in Christ. Totally. Nam- namely, forgiveness, freedom, new identity, assurance that we're his, that we're his kids. I mean, if we know those things and we're living in the security of that, that God's will for you is that you would know Christ, to trust him, to, to grow in the blessings and benefits of, of who you are in him. I mean, that's a great starting place. It's a great starting place. Making some decisions. Making some decisions. And now if I'm victorious because he's victorious, Mm. I don't have to walk in defeat or fear or anxiety or, you know, there's no anxiousness in my decision making. It's, yeah, he's with, and I'm not alone in that decision making. It's not like I have to go, okay, God, I came up with these three things. And, you know, (laughs) so uh, again, we have those Old Testament examples of like, maybe you've been like this, Matt, before or listener. Um, I've totally done the Gideon thing. Mm, what's the Gideon thing? <laughs> like, I'm going to put this thing, I'm going to put this, this cloth outside. And if it gets wet and the ground's all dry, I know it was you. Oh, uh, I thought you meant take 300 of your friends and go <laughs> kick some butt. <laughs> do they drink with the straw or their hands? Out? <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> Ooh, straws? No way. Straws are bad. Dude, straws are out. Get them out of here. <laughs> Get that straw out of my face. Um, yeah. But uh, so yeah, what are some of those things that Gideon did? So the, again, like God, I I just want to know it's you. So I'm going to put this one little test out there and see. Mm-hmm. So if the ground's wet and this this cloth, this rag is uh, dry, then I know. Oh, that happened. Well, just to make sure that wasn't like a weird Santa Ana, do the reverse of that. You know. So it's yeah. It's a sense of like I'm I'm stepping Pulling out a little out. bit, but putting the fleece to just go. Is that mm-hmm. you, God? And are you in this? And. Yeah, we just have a totally different way of relating now in the new covenant. With like, he's in me and I'm in him. So any decision making process, he's mm. he's right there. Like, yeah, I don't have to wonder where he's at. He's guiding me. His spirit's in me. Wow. There's yeah. there's the ability to discern, discern. So I do have his word, so I can look at it. Well, what's your will? Mm. So I know now, like new covenant living. Well, there's one very general rule that you have is that. Your will is that none would perish. Yeah. Okay. Now in my decision making, does that decision that I make, make everybody perish? (laughs) (laughs) Dude. So no check. Okay. (laughs) Unless you're like a a Marvel character. Right. Ultron. Is he the the bad guy? I don't know. uh, He can make a decision and everyone would perish. Thanos would Thanos. That's right. Oh, come on. Jeez. People are. In, yeah. <laughs> there, there's an uproar right now. Girl, live, live. Sorry. So in a very general sense, like, you know, there's, there's that, like I have new covenant. He's with me. I am him. He's in me. Mm. I'm not alone in my decision-making all those things of identity that they appeal to the identity. I'm new. I'm victorious. I'm yeah. all the things that we've talked about forgiven. I'm united. So if I'm united in decision-making, there's actually a lot of fun in that now. Cause it's like, yeah, it's like dad is going, here's a blank check, Dom. Hmm. Like, what do you want to do? <laughs> and I'm with you and mm, you're yeah. with me. That sounds fun. Super fun. So like pick a point on the map and what do you want to do and where do you want to go? 
And a lot of times it's going to be like, here's all the things that you actually like. You know, mm. you, you hear these missionary speakers talk about like, hey, if you don't have a heart for Africa today, he's probably not calling you to Africa. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Wait, I thought that was where all like, the right. It's all the holy people are. Go- <laughs> yeah, like, that's where you're supposed to go. I leg- so le- legitimately, if I go back to like old journals of like when I'm like 18, right? mm. new believer. Yes. We, but P.S. We should bring in old journals sometime for a, an episode or two. Uh, P.S. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there would definitely be prayers of like, God, like legitimately, I'm totally serious right now. God, like, are you sending me to Zimbabwe? <laughs> Like, if you are, prepare my heart for that. I would have never journaled that because I don't know how to spell Zimbabwe. <laughs> Z-I-M. <laughs> yeah. Bobwe. Bobwe. <laughs> but the sense of like, Sound the, it out. in the earnestness of what you're talking about. So it wasn't out of fear, you know, what you're talking about. The sincere, like, God, I really want to please you. I'm really excited sure, about yeah. you. I love you. And whatever you would have me do, which is such a sweet place hmm. to be. But there was no, like, heart affinity or even knowledge of a country, but I'm like, is it, it might be Zimbabwe. Mm. So Lord, is that where you would have me go? And instead, what around me was the resources that were there was like, well, you've been playing music since you were eight Mm. and you've got an affinity for teaching. So maybe there's something with that and you love learning. And here's these friends in your network right now. Like, how about you just like, go tell Mm. them about me. (laughs) (laughs) Like, but yeah, do I get as many spiritual points? Yeah, you like, know, Zimbabwe. So God, like six Africa. months. Yeah, six months later, God, like I've led friends to Christ and baptizing them, like in <laughs> pools and at the beach and mm. doing Bible studies in my house and like. Does that count? Does <laughs> it's, it's if it's like, not Zimbabwe, yeah, it's not Zimbabwe. But is that okay that it's just mm. San Diego? You know. <laughs> um, so I, I think there's a sense of like, yeah, a blank check of just going, "What do you want to do?" and your natural affinities and things that you like, you don't get to, it's not like you have to abandon all those. It's like you get to bring your full self into the decision making. Yes. Yes. So I was having a conversation with a friend this morning, Nick, what's up, Nick? You better be listening to this by the way, Nick, Nick, let us know you're listening. (laughs) No, but he brought up an interesting point. He's like, why did God give us a will? Mm. If it was just all about discovering God's will, which, you know, we want to discover God's will and we can, but that was it. And then that was the blueprint. That was the decision making, um, you know, the, the Dakota rain and everything was figured out for me. And then why do I have a will? Why did God give us mm. a will? And the, and the answer is he wants you to choose. And it's not about, are you going to choose right or wrong? And you, you know, there's door one, two, three, which one are you going to choose? Cause there's one right way. I think it ties into exactly what you're saying, Dom. I love that. It's beautiful. It's not just putting, it's thinking through what is it that I, I love? How did God wire me? How did he create me? What passions, what experiences, what kind of context around, what are the opportunities? All of that stuff can factor into it. And he gave you a will and he says, Hey, it's that blank check. Like you're free to use this. The, the, the capital W will that you are in me. I am you. Mm-hmm. Nothing's going to change that. Now, what do you want to do? <laughs> So can you misstep, right? So the fear goes away, right? What do you want to do? Can you misstep if Mm. the Lord's in you and you're in him? It's interesting. Uh, So uh, I'm going to answer that question with a question. (laughs) (laughs) Just like Christ would be, bro. Dude, I remember playing, (laughs) and I don't know if this exactly answers it, but it, um, it reminds me of a story. So when I was in high school, I remember playing basketball and my coach he was nuts. He was constantly <laughs> yelling. One of those loud, loud coaches, uh, constantly, constantly yelling. Every time I had the ball, 
and I'm dribbling. I just heard his voice yelling. And I was like, I don't even remember what he was saying. Probably telling me, you know, 90 different things to do, uh, 55 different things to anticipate. What I'm like, it's like we never practiced before. We never went, we never had played. <laughs> do you know you're playing basketball? <laughs> he was just constantly yelling. And I remember I literally couldn't do anything. Mm. I, I got so self-conscious. I got so in my head. I'm dribbling, bouncing the ball off my shoe. Yeah, I was that guy because he's yelling. And, uh, you know, as opposed to just being in a pickup game where, like, it's not about, mm. you know, winning, losing, and getting, you know, the trophy. It's just like we're having fun. Like, there was such a freedom. And I was just, you know, I would like to think that I was a baller, dude. I was like, I was <laughs> I was good in the pickup games yeah. that I could actually play. And, and it was so much more freeing. Mm. And I think the same thing is true to tie it into this topic is that when we, we think that God is that yet loud, yelling basketball coach, get it right, get it right, do this, do this. We lose sight of, I mean, we, we, we can't have fun. Mm. We can't even enjoy the, the life and the things that he's given us because we're so focused on pleasing a deity that's not, it's like a figment of our imagination. It's not even the true God. Mm. Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah. And it made me think about this. So the question of misstepping, I love Kevin DeYoung's book and we'll put that in the show notes, yes. but there's, there's a frame of like, can you misstep? And I love the simplicity that he says in it. It's, you can make a moral decision or an amoral decision. Mm. So when you're decision making, there is a generality of, is this a moral decision or an amoral decision? So an example is this job, which is the same exact job in this state versus this state makes $50,000 and this one pays a hundred. God, what's your will? (laughs) (laughs) And the answer is, is that a moral decision or an amoral decision now? Now there's nuance in every situation. Are you greedy and are you some motivation? Are there some crazy motivations? But let's just say for the simplicity of that, it's a amoral decision. It's like, mm. did you want to wear pants or shorts today, bud? Mm. Like, go for it. Put out my fleece on. <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be warm today. So <laughs> am I going to overheat and pass out or, you know, so yeah. the, just a sense of let's do that framework very simply. And then the second part is uh, there is a place of discovery, I think, in that. And, and not in discovering God's will, but discovering who we are yeah, and discovering yeah. what our gifts and affinities are for. So we, we talked about that in a previous episode, but... There's freedom in that to go blank check and then go like, oh my gosh, like I actually hate that. <laughs> and mm. it's like, well, great. You tried it. Try this now. <laughs> you know? <laughs> now you know. And now you know. And then that's where the fun part of like God's people are in your life is mm. that calling piece. They get to call things out in you as you're discovering, but you're free to try that and you're free to discern and, and figure that out. But it's, it's not from a place of like you're ruining your life if you go left instead of going right. Yeah. And you stepped out of bounds with God and he's just super mad, but hopefully you come back to the right and then you guys can reconcile and, and make things better. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Uh, I love how many times in scripture, uh, it says like, here's God's will for you. Here's God's will. And specifically in the new Testament, mm-hmm. uh, you've mentioned a few of those and I love Romans 12 too. It says, therefore be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then you will know, uh, God's perfect, holy, pleasing will. Like mm-hmm. there's an order of operations there that as you are renewed in your mind, renewed with what? Renewed by God's grace, the gospel, the truth of Jesus, faith in him, of who you are in him. As your mind is renewed, that you, he promises, like you will know his good, pleasing, holy, his perfect will. Yeah. And uh, there's other places where it's, so the, the reason I bring that up is just that God's will is, is knowable. Yes. 
And so again, we're, we're, we're kind of unhitching this idea of the will being a specific, specific plan, but more of this idea and this freedom. Once you understand who God is, what he has done, who he, what he has done to you, who he is in you, then do you get to kind of live that out. And there's, so there, I think there's two different pieces to this. There's the capital, what can we all just call that the capital W will mm-hmm. is the gospel, the new covenant reality, mm-hmm. Christ in you. And he longs, he, his will is that you would bear much fruit that you, I mean, it says, uh, to avoid sexual immorality, but to be sanctified, um, that none perish, but all believe, as we mentioned earlier, uh, those are God's, his will for you. So capital W will, and then as that settles in to begin to get strategic and tactical on the ground, making those decisions, we'll call this lowercase w will, but it's where we can do and walk out everything that you're talking about, Dom, and in the context of community and, and what are our passions, our experiences, our values, our, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever metric or framework you want to use there, but including others in the process, uh, like that's so there's two different things that we're talking about here and i would say the first the capital w will is so important as the as a prerequisite of all of the lowercase w yeah and just a word on that that what is so good what you just said so reflecting back that it's knowable Mm. just for for us to hear it to each for ourselves to hear it and for the listener to hear it that um it's knowable means there's no secret knowledge yes so there's no, uh, we don't level up in faith. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> I beat the boss at level five and now I'm at level six and there's this new secret knowledge that I didn't know. It's yeah, there's that's Gnosticism, right? That's total Gnosticism. And we're, we get to break up with that. <laughs> yeah. Like God's fully here and giving everything for that. It doesn't mean that we won't continue to grow in understanding. Mm-hmm. Growing in understanding is different than their secret knowledge. And he's, He's hiding that for those who are super elite. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, yeah, very important to know. Yeah. So he's not holding out on us. The mystery has been revealed. The mystery is Christ in me, the hope of glory. It's yeah. So he wants to take the waiting and the panic and the frust, you know, the anxiety away and just go, this is my will for you. Like, yeah. Just play the game. Just have fun. Have fun. Literally. Uh, what is it? First Thessalonians four or first Thessalonians five eighteen. Yes. This is God's will for you. Listener, this is God's will for Do you. Wait, wait, wait. Let me get a pen. Okay, go. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Well, there you go. <laughs> okay, but what do I do? <laughs> so should I take the job that's 50 or 100? I don't understand. <laughs> give thanks in all circumstances. Dude, I heard a guy once say that God doesn't give us a pill. He gives us a path. Mm, that's good. Mm, I'll preach. But we want the pill. Give me the pill that I can take and it solves everything. It makes it all clear. And God's like, no, 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 no. Here's a path and you're going to walk it with me. And you're going to discover that my grace is sufficient. Mm -hmm. And no matter what comes down this path, good times, bad times, hard times, joyful times, times of plenty, times of want, you're going to discover my grace is sufficient for it all. And I think that is, you know, God's agenda for us is that we would experience that the benefits and blessings of his grace in all circumstances. Just the benefits of being in relationship. That's, you hmm. know, that, that stands out right there. Like part of the path, if it was just a pill, like I want to lose 50 pounds right now. That's like our society. I want the burrito in 30 <laughs> seconds, not a minute and a half. Like we just want it now and yeah. then now and then I want now. It now. 
versus like this is gonna like this food's gonna be the best food you're ever gonna have, but we gotta marinate that meat for a day. And then it's got to click on the grill for like, you know, 16 hours today, but it's going to be the best thing. And in those, yeah. those times we're going to have a lot of communication and lounging and being together. So the path of discovery with the Lord and being in his will and all that kind of stuff is, man, he wants us to be in relationship with him. So yeah. sometimes it's cool to just sit on the porch and have some sweet tea and sit and be with him. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Come, Come on, on, Jesus. Have some sweet tea. Come on. Let's let's enjoy the sweetness of you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so Dom, maybe as we land the plane here, for listeners in the midst of needing to make a decision, and let's just say they've the, the capital W will, God's will like is is uh it resonates, they're they're understanding that. Um what is you you've, again we've talked a little bit about this, but is there a, a specific framework? that you would suggest like, Hey, you know, here, here are a few things to do to help make a decision. Again, this is not trying we're unhitching from this is God. We're, we know God's will. It's, and we can live out our new co- the new covenant reality. You can live that out anywhere. Mm-hmm. You can live that out in Tulsa, San Diego, or Zimbabwe. Or Zimbabwe. <laughs> <laughs> My goal is to launch people into Zimbabwe. Somebody listening. Someone's <laughs> listening. Yeah. They need that nudge. Mm. You can live out the new covenant reality anywhere. Yes. You can uh, be married to a, you know, again, like, who's the, the person that I'm supposed to marry? You know, the person that you end up marrying, that's the person. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that is the one. You know, who's the one? Well, when you get married, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if that's too simplistic. That's so simple. <laughs> Why didn't I know that? <laughs> But the idea is that um, we're unhitching from trying to figure out the specific plan. And so we're not trying to discover God's will, but we're now, hey, we're just trying to make a decision. Right. Um, there's wisdom. There's ways of, of prudence and wisdom where we can um, to walk through. And what are some of those things? And maybe we, this can be the, the little uh, application kind of questions to think about as we wrap this episode up. Uh, what would you suggest and, uh, to a person needing to make a decision? Yeah. Usually my quick answers are, again, I go back to like for myself and others is, um, again, starting with let's understand God's will and what that actually means. Okay. And then now in decision-making, is it a moral decision or is it an amoral decision? Okay. The extremes of that I would take would be like, if you told me, Matt, Matt, you said, I want to be a pastor or I want to be like a male stripper. (laughs) You know, it's like so extreme, like, you're going, um, I'm pretty sure that's a moral decision. I'd say, like, show me a Bible verse. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I've been fearfully and wonderfully made. What, you know, like, <laughs> so, so at that point I go, like, we're not talking about that. Okay. Yeah. So good. Are you talking about being a pastor in San Diego or you, or South San Diego or, or oh, Tulsa? Like, great. Mm. Now let's talk about that. So we, we get to the moral decision. Then I would say, let's look at God's word. And what does it say? Is there anything in that that is like against what you're talking about? Okay. I want to go to this school. I want to go to that school. I want to take that job. I want to take this job in a moral framework. Mm-hmm. Next, I'd say you go to God's people that you trust. So if, it, if I'm looking for a job and I'm trying to discern, do I want to do that? I might go like, is there anybody in that field that mm. like I can go and talk to and that loves the Lord and loves me Mm-hmm. Uh, and they could speak into that, like, and go like, man, like, we're not, we don't see that in you. Like, mm-hmm. Dom, you hate spreadsheets. 
why would you want to go be an accountant? Yeah. <laughs> like you're awful at it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, love me enough to go like, Oh, that's the job. Oh yeah. No, thanks. <laughs> um, so, so the sense of, in the real, very real sense, I'd say like God's people, like they, if they're listening to the Lord, mm-hmm. like they can confirm or call out things in you. So God's word, God's people, and then literally just being in that relationship with him mm-hmm. and sitting with him in prayer and listening and things to listen for with the Lord's voice is one that would, God's voice is never going to be condemning. Mm. It's never going to be shame or guilt, fear or confusion. None of those mm. things are going to be his voice. So all they're going to be, you know, it's his voice. If it's affirming, loving, resting in security, reminding of identity and, and King James <laughs> and the red letters. <laughs> <laughs> So those are the things yeah. I would say. Is it moral, amoral? What's God's word say? What, trusted God's people to discern with you. And then you have access to the King of Kings. He's yeah. in you, you're in him. So mm. God, you say in James, like, if you lack wisdom, you can ask and you'd give it generously without reproach. So you're not going to reprimand me for not knowing the answer in that moment. You're actually going to give wisdom. And, and help me make that decision. So yeah. that's how, that's the discovery process I'd go for. Yeah, that's good. So uh, there's the moral, amoral, immoral, <laughs> some of those, you know, let's, let's uh, run it through that grid. What, you know, what does God's word say? What do the people around you, like a few trusted others that know you, that know what, know what you love and passionate about, what your strengths, weaknesses, blind spots, potential, all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, be in community and, and bring them into the process. Be praying. I love that you broke that down, like listening to God's voice. How do I listen to God's voice? But well, here's what it is and what it isn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all. That's fantastic. And uh, was there another one? What would you add to those? I think it's, they, these would probably be nested in there somewhere, but maybe under the community uh, piece. But I think just what are your passions, experiences, your values, kind of uh, what does that look like? Mm. And kind of there's different ways of, um, you know, discovering those and kind of figuring that out. But, you know, is there certain things that you have experienced in your life that are really have set the stage and prepared you well for this opportunity? And that's not always a very, you know, super clear, but I think it is give a nod to it, you know, to think that God has been, you know, been preparing you. And that's great. Yeah. And that, the things that he has started, he will finish in you too, is another like just, hey, throughout all of this, know he who began a good work mm. is faithful and will complete it in you. A very practical way that a pastor friend challenged me with that last part that you just said was for 30 days, he just said, grab like a piece of paper mm-hmm. and for 30 days in your work, write down the things where you come to life and write down the things that are draining for you. Oh, that's good. And then at the end of 30 days, just look at that. And then you pray, you look at scripture, you invite people into that, but you might discover again, for me, very real, please don't ever give me spreadsheet with numbers on it. <laughs> like it's draining, it's defeating, it's <laughs> not <laughs> life giving, <laughs> yep. but put my calendar with 14 people appointments to talk about the gospel and, and good news and, maybe even decision-making like I love that. And I come to life in that and I yeah. can do that literally all day long. So that yeah. helps me in my discovery. Go like, go here, young man. Yeah. <laughs> this is that way. That's so. good. Uh, 
in my conversation with Nick this morning, he had a two-step process. So maybe this is, we gave you a lot of information. If you're just looking too complicated, (laughs) (laughs) if you're looking for just a simple two-step process, here it is. Ready for this? I'm ready. God's plan. God's plan. (laughs) Gather information, Mm. make a decision. (laughs) Nick, where were you in my life? You should have just done this podcast. It would have been 30 seconds. (laughs) Dude. (laughs) Oh man. Okay. Well, this has been good. This has been good. I think God's will was uh, that this, happen and God's will is that we end this episode. Man, and I'm giving thanks in all circumstances. Giving man. thanks. <laughs> uh, all right, well, Dominique, final, last little things. Go find some people to have a conversation and have fun discovering. Yeah. Got a lot of blank checks out there to start writing. Ooh! All right, I love it. Well, listeners, we hope this uh, episode was encouraging to you. Wherever you find yourself today, whatever you are doing, Uh, know that if you are in Christ, you have everything that you need and you are free to live and to express the blessings and the benefits that are all yours in Christ. So until next time. Adios. Adios. (laughs) (laughs) Love you, bro. Love you too. (laughs) 